when someone is thinking of starting a business, it can be really overwhelming. Like, oh my God, what do I do with the branding? And then, oh, manufacture and like, just do the first thing. And I think that was something that Nish and I did really well. Nish is my husband and co-founder is that we always put one foot in front of the other um, instead of letting so many things overwhelm us. It was like, what is the most pressing issue? What will move the needle the most? And that's kind of what we tackled first. What's up, guys? Howdy, brothers. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Water. This is our fourth time trying to film this intro. Love that for us. It's late in the day. You guys know how we get when it gets late in the day and we film these episodes. Things are just very chaotic. So we're going to keep it going. But we're so excited that you're back. It is a Monday. It is. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) It's a Monday. If, if our podcasts have been coming in like late on Mondays or even potentially on Tuesdays, um, <laughs> what was that? First, this nipple pad fell on my foot and I freaked out because I thought it was a bug and then I dropped my phone. Cute. So here we are. Um, so, yep, keeping it going. Here we, here we are, keeping it going. Uh, we have an amazing episode for you guys today with a fantastic guest who is also a co-founder a podcaster and a creator she does all the things that we all do all the things yeah her name is sif she's the founder of array which is a amazing wellness brand that i actually have taken their products before for bloat they have very targeted you know issued go ahead pick it up sure yeah, yeah. so they have products that are specific issue specific essentially she also hosts the podcast the dream bigger so she's just really aligned and he does all the things that we do so we have a really great conversation about just you know how she manages all of her projects and she's also she also co-founded array with her husband so we have a really vulnerable conversation about managing a partnership with you know someone who is also your best friend and in her instance, also their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting, really great conversation. But before we get into all of that, let's do our little segments. You guys know yes. how we do it. We're doing a high and our low. High and low. I don't have a low. I had a great, you know, week, weekend. Must I, be nice. I'm feeling better. I mean, I still have a little of a lingering cough, but I do feel better and I'm so thankful for that. Um, do you have a low, brother? I, I already know you're low. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say my high because your low is you'll dive into the whole thing. My high is I went to a place called River Ranch, which is in like the middle of Florida. And I had a redneck weekend. It was so fun. So flirty. So fresh. I love being out in the natural air and seeing the stars. It's really great. Where did you guys sleep? In um RVs. Nice. Yeah, so it's like glamping. It's not like really camping. And we like, is it comfy? Oh yeah, it's super comfy. Nice. It's such a. I'm telling you, it's such a vibe. Tyler and I are actually like very lightly thinking about possibly getting like some land out there because it's so dirt cheap. Oh really? Yeah, and it's just it's so nice. It's you it's guys nice... heard it here first to go buy up all the real estate, River Ranch. Yeah, it's just a nice change of pace. It's like just land out in the middle of Florida. Like there's well, so nothing what do you else do out on there. The land? Would you build? Yeah, we would build. Oh, like a house? Not a house. Like a like, like a cabin. Cabin. Cabin vibes. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but I had such a nice weekend. It's so peaceful and quiet and it's just just you and God out there. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. You and God? You and God. You and your boy? Nice. Yeah. God. Yeah. God's the boy. God's okay. your boy. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, um, love that for you. <laughs> what My, is your low and your yeah. high of the weekend? So we'll start low. End it on a high note. Uh, low is that I was a negligent dog mother, um, unfortunately. I am human. <laughs> I make mistakes. No, Mo- but moms no. are human too. No, for real. I accidentally almost left Nugget outside for like 30 minutes because I let him out to go pee. Um, and I also had Ellie here with me. I was babysitting Ellie. Well, I was at River Ranch. Yeah. So that like adds to the story because essentially I felt the presence of a dog near me. Right. And if Nugget hadn't been there and Ellie wasn't there, I obviously would have noticed he was missing a lot sooner. Um, but I was like cuddling with fucking Ellie. So I was like, <laughs> like, God, goddamn Ellie steals the show. Yeah. And I, w- I, the worst part about this is that it wasn't even me that noticed Nugget was gone. It was a man. And he was like, where's Nugget? And I was like, mm, where is Nugget? That's crazy. I was like, we let him back inside, right? And I was like, yeah, they, for sure. They didn't let him for, back yeah, outside. Yeah, plot twist. Um, I didn't. So we take off. We're running opposite. Like, he takes over one side of the neighborhood. I'm taking over the other. That's the worst feeling. He is out yeah. there sprinting in my slippers. <laughs> like... First of all, if I ever had any any doubt about this man, it totally dissipated watching him run down the street in my slippers for my dog that I negligently left outside. And he's like... That's the litmus test. Will he run in your slippers for, for your, your dog? dog. <laughs> you fucked up on. And like, he was like sprinting. Like he was... He, he could probably hear me right now. You're but, like hot. <laughs> and so whatever. I'm, we're like literally running around for like 10, 15 minutes. And at this point, Nugget's already been outside for at least 20 minutes. So I'm like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I'm actually at first I'm like, oh, Nugget, he's good. Like he he won't like run away. Right. Um, But the boy does like to explore. So I'm like, he was out there exploring. Yeah, 20 minutes of exploring time. And it's 30 like at minutes. nighttime, which makes it even more scary. <laughs> yeah, it was dusk. Everything is scarier at night. It is. I so think I'm scared of the dark. Continue. I don't like the dark. It lo- I'm like realizing it actually gives me anxiety. Yeah, no, it does like, for me every too. Every time night comes around, I'm like, weird, I have anxiety. No, I sleep with like a light on in my home. Like, like as long as I can see a little I bit like, of light, I feel better. don't even like the energy of nighttime. Like it's weird. scary. Anyways, continue. Okay, okay sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm running around not finding like I'm literally barefoot, like in pajamas, asking all of my neighbors, have you seen a my my dog, a small dog, whatever? And I run back to the house because I'm like, okay, well, if Nugget's around, he will come back home. Like I know he'll come back home. Um He's like psych bitch. <laughs> I grab my car keys because I'm like, fuck it, I'll just like start driving around. I'm still screaming for him. I'm like, Nugget, Nugget. And I, that motherfucker starts, I see him zooming at me from like across the street, a block down. He's like, I've never seen this motherfucker run so fast. I don't know if he saw some shit. I don't know what was going down, but he zooms at me, zooms. I'm on the ground already, like waiting for him to enter my arms. He zooms around me, (laughs) fucking runs in circles around me. And he's like, I'm all jacked up from Mountain Dew. And I literally, I just like collapse in my driveway and i just start sobbing and i'm just like oh my god guys i felt like such a fucking bad mother and dog mom and person 
I mean, Nugget had no idea anything was wrong. He was like, wow, you I, guys are so cool for letting me out yeah. for so long. He's like, you know what? I love getting older because I just have so much freedom, freedom now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is great. He's they, like, same time next week. He's like, they trust me now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So honestly, like all jokes aside, I like I have just been looking at him all day today and just all weekend. And I've just been like, I like this. That would have been the worst day of my life. Like, hands down, especially yeah. because it would have been my fault, you know, like, God forbid he got hit by a car or, you know, someone just picked him up and, you know, didn't want to give him back because he doesn't wear a collar at home. Um, but definitely, you know, changing some things, becoming yeah. a little bit more responsible. Yeah, gonna put putting, an air tag putting on Putting an air tag on that little hoe. Yeah. So, yeah. But all jokes aside, I'm just so grateful that he's okay and that he's here with me. Um, but my high, I guess my high is honestly finding Nugget because <laughs> my low is losing Nugget. My high is it's finding, finding Nugget. No, really. Um, but again, it's very grateful and I love it. And you know, what's funny is that, you know how iPhone starts like, you know, does like little like memory oh, slideshows. Yeah. It did one of me and Nugget. It knew. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. It gave me this like really cute from like when I first got him to now. I was like. Oh my god, I cried. <laughs> and how did and like how does it know that it like that that's my dog and like that because you guys have so many photos together. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it is crazy. Like that AI scary. on that shit is crazy. Oh yeah, no, it's scary. Um, but let's do our little pro tip. Pro tip. Okay, so my pro tip for you guys today. Okay. Oh god. My pro tip is if you can't hear. It is my press-on nails. I am a stan for press-ons. I will wholeheartedly die in my press-ons. Bury me in my press-ons. Yep. No, because honestly, like, one, you save. So this is not an ad. One, you save two hours. Two, you save like a hundred bucks a week. If, if not, not more. If not one fifty to two hundred bucks a week. Depending on how much of a material and girl you are. Not to mention, I kinda like that they're on for like a week straight, maybe a few days after, and then they pop off. Dude, you just pop them and off. And then I can just like live my life with short nails for a week. Yeah. That's until I want long nails again. I literally so I just took off the third set in a row. Like I was I just kept putting on sets and I like all I did was I buffed my nails out, I cleaned them up. And oh my god, I feel fucking great. I like being a short nail nail girl. I can sometimes. put my finger in my ear. I can like, yeah, I can itch. I can like pick my nose. Yeah, I, I can, can rock scratch climb. my head. There's so many things that we can. Oh wait, so versatile. I was talking about without nails. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, so yeah, I I actually like like the cycle of the press on nails yeah. more than like getting acrylics because they also stay for like three weeks. At that you don't point, have to get them removed. At that point, I'm over it. They're dirty. I got like barbecue sauce from two weeks ago under there. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That's crazy. So I wash your hands. Shop my Amazon storefront. I I use Glamnetics. Um, this is not an ad. But yeah, and 10 out I of 10 recommend. Got, I got some just off of Amazon. Like, I guess I just got lucky and they were great. They did not pop off for like a week and a half. They're just such a vibe. And then I went from like, you know, granola hoe to like bougie hoe in 10 minutes. No, it's honestly. And I, and I just like love and, having them done. And all you got to do is keep the nail glue on you. Yeah, we, we have like the separate brush glue. And yeah. I just keep that. Guys. Get that thing on me. I keep it in my purse. The one pops off. We have a little laughy laugh about it. Yeah. And then we stick it back on. It's always like funny too when they pop off in yeah. public, especially. I'm like, whoop, there goes the nail. <laughs> it's comedic. Yeah. Um, okay. Love that. That's a great pro tip. My pro tip is tretinoin. Oh, I you know, I've been seeing it all over TikTok now. I know. Crazy. 
And I was too. And I was literally going to go to like... Look at our... We're beauty girlies today. No, we really are. Like, <laughs> we're on our beauty girly shit. Um, I've been seeing it on TikTok as well. And then I real... Like, I was like going through all my skincare, like seeing what I had that could like potentially treat my fucking fricked up face because my my acne has just been like wilding and i found a tube of tretinoin nice i guess from like a past dermatology appointment where Mm -hmm. they prescribed it and i had no idea that i had that like zero like i've seen the ads for tretinoin on tiktok and i was like damn i literally almost went and bought it and i found this fucking tube and it was like oh is it an ingredient or is it a brand no 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 it's an ingredient it's like it's its own like cream it's, okay. it's not an ingredient it's a pres- it's like a prescription, prescription gotcha topical gotcha gotcha treatment cool um so yeah i found this tretinoin and it is expired i'll, I'll let you know that <laughs> but the, the whole pro tip is that like i tried a million products like i've tried the you know polish choice aha bha solutions i've tried the drunk elephant like i've tried like really powerful skincare that like a lot of girls swear by but I mean, sometimes you're and like even like, you know, going to the esthetician and getting like I got chemical peel. I got my hydrofacial. I got extractions like I was doing all the right things, washing my pillowcases super frequently, you know, cleaning my face with, um, you know, single use biodegradable towels rather than like my actual towels. Like I was doing all these things that people like said to fucking do. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just need medical grade like from a dermatologist prescribed stuff. And Um, honestly, like it was really like, I, it, it, it took like a couple weeks for it to really start working, like maybe close to a month. And my skin is like, finally, like, I'm not getting like these super deep pimples anymore. My skin really is like leveling out if I'm good with it. And it's kind of, it was like, almost like frustrating that like all these other things were like being sold to me and like mm. told like that all these things are going to work when it's like, I all I fucking needed was tretinoin. Yeah, yeah 100%. So I know that like TikTok has a bunch of ads for it. Um, And once I run out of this one, which will probably be soon, I'll probably use one of those. I haven't even seen <laughs> ads. I've just seen it in like comments of people's videos yeah, yeah, of like too. girls recommending it to other girls mm-hmm. for their skin. So I'll probably try that out and let you guys know how that goes if I try it with like another brand because I know this one like is straight from like a dermatologist. Um, but yeah, that is my pro tip because that is the only thing that has like actually made an impact on my acne and like the in texture. the past like three years. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can even like see like this side has no breakouts on Yay. it. It's clear. My skin is also having good days these yeah. days since I uh, like using the new skincare line that yeah. my girl recommended. So we love that. Love that that maybe it's just like showing us that this year is going to be like so great for us and so profitable and like we're just manifesting so much abundance and Mm -hmm. health and wealth and growth yeah period you know maybe maybe that's what it's saying telling us it is (laughs) okay you guys we're gonna go because we're a little delirious but make sure to stick around until the very end of this episode it's jam-packed and before we get into it we are going to shame shank we're gonna, we're gonna shank we're our gonna show sponsor shank you hoes we're gonna thank our show sponsor before we get into it and we'll see you on the other side all right guys today we're gonna be talking to you about Otherworld. Otherworld is a healthy alternative to breakfast and dessert their mixes are plant-based vegan and made with hidden real fruits and veggies and they are sustainable and made with upcycled ingredients they have no added sugar no nuts no soy no dairy they're super quick and easy just add water they're also kid-friendly They are honestly so yummy. They sent me and Liv both a care package and we just love cream, cream, 
clean ingredients. And you might be wondering, what exactly are upcycled ingredients? <laughs> so we will break it down for you guys. Otherworld uses upcycled ingredients, which is the misfit fruits and veggies that never make it to the grocery store. Cute. Yes. No so, fruit left behind. Love it. So every mix you buy actually helps tackle food waste. And we absolutely love that. They also source locally, measure their carbon emissions, and offer carbon neutral shipping. They're honestly an amazing company, guys. If you guys want to try them out, use whiskey and water discount code for 15% off. You guys know we got the hookup and try them out. We will also have some like their link and our discount code in the show notes if you guys want to check them out there. Yeah, I get some yummy stuff, you guys. All right, we're going to get into the episode. All right, guys, we are live with Sif. She is an amazing entrepreneur, creator, podcaster. We are so excited to have you on because I feel like we can relate on so many different things. And I just feel like our audience will definitely resonate with everything that you say. But for those of them who aren't currently familiar with you, please tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, so excited to be here, you guys. Um, I'm Sif. I'm the co-founder of a wellness brand called Array. I'm a podcaster, a creator, and basically do all the things. So I think all that's the like things. a quick intro. <laughs> yeah. And we that's funny because we always say like something so similar. Um, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, I would love to know a little bit about your story and kind of your journey of entrepreneurship because I feel like people that have so much going on always have such interesting stories. And we're actually familiar with Array as well. Um, We've both tried the products and love them. So this is definitely a full circle moment for us. But tell us a little bit about kind of what got you to where you are. It's actually an interesting story because it's not really a linear path. And I think that that's something that I actually really want to, or I like to remind people who listen into interviews or kind of like follow along on social media that, you know, people get a snapshot when they're looking at what's going on in someone's life right now, but the path isn't necessarily linear. And so I think when people listen in and they're like, maybe at the start of their careers, or even like wanting to shift gears in their careers, I think it's really important that people know that it's okay to do that. So um, I didn't I, I never realized that I would be where I am today. Um, you know, I did my undergrad in like religion, political science, and sociology. I was going into pre-law, but I was always really creative. And so, um, you know, after graduating, I kind of like went all over the place when it came to like creative pursuits. I worked in PR. um, I worked at L. And then eventually, essentially, like my first foray into entrepreneurship slash solopreneurship, I guess you could call it, was when I launched my blog. And I launched it before getting my job at L because I just wanted a creative outlet. And back then blogs were, you know, like still like very, very new. It was like still like, you know, wild, wild west, but I just really wanted a creative outlet. So that was why I started my blog. And um, I thought as well that because if I, if I could show that I was a self-starter and I had good ideas, it kind of get me into a magazine. And that's essentially what happened. And then my blog, through. And I left my job eventually to pursue that full time. And, um, you know, while I was doing this, wellness was really like a passion project for myself, because I had health struggles, which, like, I guess, eventually (laughs) developed into array. So not really a linear path at all. There's been like a lot of things that have kind of led to me being here today. But um, I've kind of done all of the things in the creative field. And I think at the end of the day, just now when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, well, 
all of that prepared me to be a founder because I kind of have the training to do all of the things that I do now. For sure. It made you well-rounded because you were able to dip your feet into so many different things. Um, I'm really curious about what your blog was about. So I started it initially. It was more so about fashion and then it was um, beauty, wellness, travel. I would classify it as kind of like a lifestyle blog. Um, It started as fashion, but then, you know, my interests, I guess, evolved a little bit. And so you can really see my blog is icing and glitter. It's still live. And um, you can see that um, the kind of evolution that happened for me as a person, you know, I started this blog and I think it was like 2015 or 2014, maybe even. And um, it started off with fashion posts. And then over time, it was beauty, wellness, a lot of travel. And um, that kind of led to me starting my podcast in 2019. You know, I'd be talking about different wellness trends or um, like skincare products that I really liked. And people would always be asking me to share more or like ask me about different things that I was doing. And it was always like, okay, well, how can I bring people the highest quality information directly from the source? And it's interesting now that I look at kind of the patterns that have happened throughout my career. And, you know, my goal with the blog was really to be a resource for people to turn to, to feel like the best version of themselves. And that's kind of the ethos with Array as well. Like, you know, our whole thing is feel your best, be your best. And now we're doing it with a product. So it's just interesting. Yeah. And even with the podcast, I feel like that was a natural evolution for you too, from the blog and like offering that valuable content, like turning that blog into the podcast where people can listen to this long form content and hour long, you know, conversation with you and guests or just you like sharing so much value, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I always thought that podcasts were such an interesting space, even before they, like now, I mean, it's pretty mainstream, but mm-hmm. back in the day, like I remember when I first started listening to podcasts was like 2017, it was still so new. And I was just so fascinated by it because, you know, I could hear from all these amazing people. I found a lot of authors that I wanted to read books from because of podcasts. And so I really wanted to bring that kind of information to my audience as well. So it's been a really rewarding channel, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Yeah, it's so funny. We have very similar timelines as well, because we both started listening to podcasts 2017. And then we started ours 2019. So yeah, we can definitely relate a lot. And I'm actually so excited because I personally have been looking for a new podcast. And I feel like (laughs) I'm going to love yours. So I'm very excited about that. Amazing. I'm really curious. um, As far as Array, I, I, you know, you kind of told us that you've had your health struggles. um, But I feel like that's a really scary space to be in is you know offering something that people are like taking and ingesting like Mm -hmm. I know that like I would personally never want to dip my feet in just because I feel like it's such a you know highly regulated and like strict space so I'm really curious as to like your journey with that and kind of like the whole product development and kind of your inspiration behind it all So I got into all things wellness years ago, way before it became this cool thing. And it was honestly out of desperation. 
I was someone who had a very poor immune system. You know, in high school, I'd always be the girl who had to call in sick, couldn't go to school. Um, and then, you know, I, I this pattern started developing where I would get sick, take antibiotics, get better and, you know, do it all over again. And it was kind of this uh, like through line <laughs> across my life, sadly. And in my early 20s, I ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough. And um, I went to my doctor and I was prescribed codeine and there was literally no plan as to how we could ensure that I got a little bit healthier so I wouldn't be so prone to catching like literally anything that was going around. Like I was as, you know, prone to catching something as my grandma, you know, someone would cough like 10 feet away and I'd have whatever they had, you know, so it was just a weakened immune system. And at that point, I was just so frustrated because I was in my early 20s and I just didn't feel like I was in my early 20s. I felt like I was in my early like 80s or something. Right. You know? And so um, I decided that I was going to look into more holistic measures, which back then this was we're talking maybe eight years ago. And it really wasn't as mainstream as it is today. The you know, there was no Erewhon, There was no like easy to find podcast, whatever. So I just decided to do a deep dive into anything I could find from integrative medicine practitioners, um, naturopathic doctors. And I started kind of becoming my own guinea pig. So anytime I would read about like an interesting herb or something to do with wellness that would help my immune system, that's kind of what I started integrating. And I started to see huge shifts in how I was feeling. And then from there, you know, I had this, like, it started kind of accumulating this collection of different herbs, minerals, vitamins, um, troubleshooting different issues that I had from digestion to stress to fatigue, whatever it was, and obviously roped my then boyfriend now husband into it all as well. And we noticed this huge space, white space in the wellness area, you know, whereby I found that it was so easy for me as a consumer to go into Sephora and find anything that I needed from for whatever issue that I had, you know, like dark circles, there's something there, acne, there's something there. It's always formulated by, a, you know, a, like a dermatologist or a chemist. Um, it's targeted, it's results oriented, and it's also really beautiful. So it spoke to consumers, whereas wellness was so convoluted. People didn't really know if something was working. They didn't know what to take. They didn't know who was behind it. So we really wanted to fill that white space through Array. And so our value prop is that targeted supplements. So, you know, bloat, calm, sleep, like you'll see, like it's always the problem. It's like very targeted. So it's easy to navigate. It's formulated by an naturopathic doctor and um, really beautiful. So it actually speaks to the modern consumer because you don't want to just shove something to the back of your pantry because it's so ugly and you never want to see it again. You'll forget to take it, you know? And so that was kind of the ethos behind um, Array to begin with. And um, to answer your question as well, when it comes to the formulation piece, look, you guys, I am really into like all things, herbs, minerals, vitamins. I have been for years, but I knew that I wasn't a formulator. It's a very diff big difference between just being a guinea pig and, someone who's interested in like, you know, culminating my knowledge versus someone who can formulate a product of the highest integrity. And so that's why we work with doctors for everything. And we run um, clinical trials as well. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's like just so even cool. Think about like on your behalf, like as an entrepreneur, like, like running clinical trials and working <laughs> with doctors, like I'm sure that was like such a 
crazy like whirlwind for you did like when you were starting array what was like the biggest surprise for you or challenge yeah oh my god I mean there were so many I would say probably like the biggest challenge was actually a couple like at the beginning it was finding a doctor who we really really loved and who we trusted I mean this was our first time starting a business and starting an ingestibles company as well so it was a lot of conversations with a lot of doctors really trying to find the right person to work with and then you know, when we landed on the right person, we absolutely loved her. Um, she worked on um, Bloat and Calm with us. And then it, after that, it was finding a manufacturer who would do smaller quantities because typically manufacturers, you know, they they do these very, very large quantities, which obviously as like a small startup, it's not feasible or even affordable. So there's always a challenge every step of the way when you are building a business. But you will find a way, you know, like there's always things that you can do. There's always people you can speak to. And thankfully, like, you know, like along the way with enough research, we actually landed on all the right things. Love that. Yeah. I think a lot of it is like trusting, doing the best you can, obviously knowing that you are doing your absolute best, but also just like trusting the process and trusting the journey that like you're going to figure everything out just one step at a time and not like getting analysis paralysis, letting it overwhelm you and just like trusting. Just like doing one thing at a time as well. You know, I think that when someone is thinking of starting a business, it can be really overwhelming. Like, oh my God, what do I do with the branding? And then, oh, manufacturer and you know, how am I going to go out to market, like just do the first thing. And I think that was something that Nish and I did really well. Nish is my husband and co-founder is that we always put one foot in front of the other, um, instead of letting so many things overwhelm us. It was like, what is the most pressing issue? What will move the needle the most? And that's kind of what we tackled first. Yeah, because again, analysis paralysis is such a real and overwhelming thing that just focusing on that next step and like immediately what's in front of you and what you can control rather than like thinking, you know, 20 steps ahead and getting like super overwhelmed. I mean, even in like my day-to-day life with my to-do list, like that's oh my what, God, what yeah. helps me the most. Um, when, when did you found Array? 2020, March, 2020. Okay. okay so pretty, pretty new. Wow. And, very new. Yeah. And how do you feel like The process has been, I mean, I'm just like, I'm so intrigued just as, you know, a fellow entrepreneur, like what that's been like for you. And even just like, I, how do you feel like you've dealt with the responsibility of, um, you know, having people trust you with something that they're ingesting? Um, we, yes, first and foremost, yes. So just so your, um, listeners are aware, we, we're a company founded in Canada. So my husband and I, or my co-founder and I, we're both Canadians. And so our company was founded in Canada. In Canada, in order to even exist as a supplement brand, you have to get something called a natural product number, which is regulated by um, like the Canadian health authorities, which is very rigid. And there's just a lot of proof that you're using the right ingredients, that your ingredients are doing what they're saying they're doing, um, providing so much kind of scientific evidence behind the um, efficacy of each ingredient. So there's a lot that goes behind it. And in countries like Canada and um, 
in Europe as well, in general, there's a lot more regulation around nutraceuticals. So just off the bat, we weren't able to go to the go, go to market with just anything. Like we actually yeah, had to, you know, hold to pretty high stand, well, very high standards, not pretty high standards. And we worked with a doctor as well, you know, afterwards, we ran our own clinical trials as well. So we worked with like a third party lab to run clinical trials on our products, which is quite, um, I guess, rare when it comes to nutraceuticals, not a lot of companies run third party clinical trials, it's really expensive. And um, like, it, it takes a lot of time. But we always knew that we wanted to be a brand that was kind of able to hold themselves to the highest standards so that it wasn't just a brand that consumers thought was like pretty and cool. It was also something that doctors and medical professionals really respected. So our products are also retailed, not just, you know, on our website, it's also at clinics. It's also at, you know, stores like Erewhon, which have like incredibly tough vetting processes. So, um, you know, I don't take the responsibility of creating whether it was, you know, we, we did ingestibles, but it doesn't matter what I would create. You know, I don't take that responsibly lightly, responsibility lightly. Like I take that very, very seriously. And so we just knew that we had to create whatever it was um, and hold it to the highest standards. I love that. And I love what you said about it being like anything, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to be, you know, putting your, your best foot forward. Um, I'm really curious as to like, as far as the uh, marketing standpoint and because of the success of Array, what do you feel like has helped you, you know, stand out the most from the other nutraceutical companies? Um, I think we always focused really heavily on community. So first and foremost, I think our messaging was really clear. I think because first our product really speaks for itself. People like our products are used and the kind of messages we get, it's crazy. People use it to treat chronic conditions. They're able to eat properly after using our products. They're getting the best sleep of their lives, whatever. So I think first and foremost, like the product has to actually be really, really good in order for people to rave about something or for a company to grow organically. Yeah. So that was number one. Number two is I think that our messaging was just very easy for people to understand. You know, I think that wellness can be an area which feels really intimidating for people because they don't know where to start. Um, words are being used that maybe they don't understand. And we really did want to be the brand that kind of bridged that gap by bringing people something of extremely high quality, but something that they would also understand and um, know how to use in their everyday life as well. And, you know, uh, our products, like our whole thing is that we, we're all about practicality. Okay. So our whole thing is that we want to optimize your life and meet you where you are. Okay. That means that you could be eating pizza or a bowl of like broccoli. I don't care what you're eating. You know, the point is to bring you comfort so you can have food freedom or, you know, yeah, it would be great if we could meditate all day long, but at the end of the day, we have stressful lives and demanding jobs. And so we want to meet you there. You know, we want to meet you on a day where your sleep isn't the best because you're going through a really tough time at work or whatever it is. And so we're really practical in terms of how we're presenting our products. So I think that that messaging also kind of appeals to people. And then, you know, we've always been really focused in on our community. We've treated our um, customers like influencers right from day one. And I think that that also allows people to be, I guess, like invested in the brand as well. Like they feel really special and there's 
a lot of loyalty. People tell their friends, they really care about the well-being of our brand as well. So I feel like it's been like a multitude of different things, but those are probably like the three biggest factors. Yeah, I love that, especially in a space that does feel like you nailed it. You really nailed it on the head. Like it does feel so overwhelming for a lot of people to even know where to start. Like even my myself, I'm thinking about taking more vitamins. Like as I, you know, turn 27 and I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, I really need to start thinking about like, you know, if I'm getting all my nutrients and even that I'm like, I'm setting time aside to do like research mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there and there's, you know, there's so, and there's much... so much pretty branding. Well, and then it's like, are those like the good products or do yeah, I go it's, with, it's you know, that. And also I feel like, especially with social media, like every, there's a new trending ingredient totally. every six months. So it's like, you know is drinking kelp water or like kelp water like you know like what what is the new thing and does it actually have all the benefits or is it sea moss or is it going to be out in a year you know so I think you you guys really have nailed it with the branding it's funny because I actually bought the product and because mm-hmm. I was having gut issues and it worked and it was working for me and then I had reached out I think for a partnership through DM and, and your team was like yeah we'll send you one I was like oh I just bought it so now I have a bunch of product it's great I love it but yeah I can I can attest that like the bloat does work I was having like you remember I was having yeah, like yeah. serious issues no, you gave me one when I came over and like I didn't feel good yeah and I, I felt better in like 30 minutes yeah it's not an ad not an ad, not guys. An ad at all but <laughs> Well, that's no. the whole thing, you know, it's like, let's be realistic. We're not yeah. going to be perfect. Like no one's out here doing all, things perfectly every single day for, you know, 365 days of the year. Right. Like, let's just meet you where you are. And the great thing is about our product is it works as needed. But also if you take it every day for like a long period of time or like, you know, consistently, not over a long period of time, but consistently, it also at, has like cumulative effects as well. Compounding but, effect. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is that it's not just that, oh, if you take it over 30 days, that's when you see results. It's like, okay, if you take it, you'll feel the results in under an hour as well. So it'll help you both ways. Yeah, no, I think that's that's so cool because it's like the way people will like, you know, get heartburn and take a Tums. But it's like even my fiance, he has such bad heartburn issues. And I'm like, I can't keep buying you Tums. That shit is horrible for you. Like there is literally red 40 in it. Like I can't in good conscience keep getting this and like treating (laughs) your heartburn with it. So, yeah, I think I think it's so cool that, you know, you're really you're putting something out there that is just so good for people and they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to wonder what's in it. Like the transparency is there. Mm -hmm. And you can feel so confident about the product that you're putting out, you know, which is, I feel like the best part, like you can a hundred percent say with full confidence, like we know there's a clear chain of, you know, the product and knowing where it's coming from and the quality of it and the efficacy of it. Um, I would love to know about how you, manage all of your projects you know being the content creator that you are and additionally obviously you know owning array and you know doing everything for array and as well as the podcast like how do you manage everything well i think that when so i will preface this by saying that when i started array that took over my life and that was everything and that was okay like i stopped writing on my blog I barely showed up on social and that kind of took priority. And I think that anyone who's starting a business, that's a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. Now, over the last couple of years, I have an awesome team. You know, we've built our team in-house so that we have support and, you know, I can take, I can continue doing like the things that I really love to do outside of Ray. Ray is still like 
you know, 90% of my time, but then I have, I, I have like a little bit of time to still do the podcast and um, Instagram is like a hobby, you know, it's, it's not really like my job or anything like that. But um, in terms of how I manage my time, I am big on um, time blocking. So two days of the week, I have more so reserved for meetings, podcast interviews, etc. The other days of the week, it's more so like I have like specific things that I do um, every day, like I try to avoid task switching. So you know, if I'm doing head down work, and I like to actually focus in and do that head down work versus like, 9am I'm working 10am I have a call and then like go back into head down work like that's just not how my brain works it's actually not the optimal way that anyone's brain works so I really like to focus in on one task and one kind of way of working um to optimize my schedule that's so good that's such sound advice yeah I love that and it's so true like I hate like nothing burns me out more than like multitasking well doing a podcast and then we have meetings for you know one of our businesses and then the other switching those gears literally just burns fuel it's literally burn out yeah I've like read so many books about this and we are meant to multitask and because we are like forced to do it it's takes away our ability to focus in and complete tasks. Like, have you guys noticed how often, you know, if you're working on something tough, your first instinct is to pick up your phone and like open social media or do emails. It's because we've kind of gotten out of the habit of really focusing in and doing one task at a time. So um, I set timers. So I do the Pomodoro technique. It's 25 minutes. Um, I set a timer kind of get down to whatever task I'm doing and then take like a five, 10, 15 minute break and then get back to whatever task is next on my to-do list. So yeah, I feel like we really need to focus in on our like concentration muscles. No, it's it's so true. Yeah. And it, it's that's exactly what it is. It's a muscle. And like mm-hmm. the less you use it, the harder it is to use. But when you start to start when you start training it slowly but surely, it does get stronger. And I do want to encourage all of our listeners to really like be intentional about that because again, with these TikToks, <laughs> just every, you know, something isn't entertaining by the point fifth point five second, we're we're gone. So I I know it's I insane. Want, it's it's scary actually. Um so What's a good book that you could actually recommend for that? I think that'd be helpful. Um, I love the book Indestructible. It's okay. by an author called Nir Eyal. He's done talks for Google, Facebook, like basically like cool. all the biggest tech companies in the world. And that book is really, really good because it, first of all, gives you tangible ways to actually hone in and focus in on tasks and like why task switching isn't the best thing to do. It basically helps you function like a lot more efficiently. And then if anyone is interested in kind of sharpening their brain, another great book is Limitless by Jim Quick. Cool. Writing them down. Yeah, adding that to the list for sure. <laughs> Love that. Um, and speaking of like the, the <laughs> scheduling, I'm. how do you manage it with your team and like, you know, kind of managing expectations and like, are you using Calendly to like help you time block? Are you using Google Calendar? Are there any like little like tools or tricks that you use to kind of keep those boundaries in place? Google Calendar. So I love Google Calendar. Yeah, it's amazing. It's color coded with my team. It's like easy, right? Because I can see what what's on everyone's calendars. And you know, everyone can see what's on my calendar. And there's certain days of the week where I really like to block off my days um, just for for work or 
you know, obviously like that's not realistic every week, but you know, even if I'm taking meetings and I like to stack them, um, my team will know to do that when they look at my schedule. And I always like to take them in the afternoon because I have my best thinking hours are in the morning and I don't want to waste that time taking, you know, calls or interviews or things like that. I really just want to focus in and do my strategy work or solve problems, which are like tougher to solve when your mental energy is like a little bit lower. So yeah, uh, um, Google Calendar, I live and die by it. Love that. Awesome. So relatable. Honestly, yeah. I, I also last year I sat down and thought about like what my prime hours were and like when I felt best, yeah. when I felt most creative. And that's like so spot on. I feel the same way about my mornings as well. Yeah. And it's really just about like hacking the brain, right? Like aside from multitasking, totally. it's also about like, okay, when is my mental energy at its peak? When is it at its lowest? It's like and also, working with yourself rather than against yourself. And also knowing it's not a one size fits all. Like we're, you know, we're all different. We're all going to have hours that feel different for us. So I think it's about everyone kind of looking in and, and asking themselves that question. Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that everyone's kind of biology is different. And even just for example, if your listeners are interested in um, sleep cycles, right, there's um, sleep chronotypes, which you can look up if you just search up like sleep chronotype quiz, and that kind of tells you um, where, like, what your schedule should be. And there's four different chronotypes. So you know, if we've been fed this myth that everyone needs to wake up at five in the morning to be productive, that's not necessarily the case. That's actually for like a subset of the population that that works. Whereas for a lot of other people, that's not the case. I am that subset. But um, <laughs> regardless, like, you know, my husband is not that subset. And he's incredibly productive. He just works in a different way than I do. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think it's just really important to honor who you are individually and find what works for you because what works for me may not work for you but really figure out what works for you yeah yeah love that and and it's crazy because i think that we <sighs> take so much of what we like see or hear or learn as like law right we're like oh my god you know, yeah gary v tells us wake up at 5 a.m or you're a pussy <laughs> and i'm like gary that just does simply does not resonate with me yeah. like i cannot do it <laughs> but i really think it's about listening to yourself and also you know again finding what works for you and and trying out new things you know pushing the envelope taking an inventory of when you've felt your best what did you do what did you eat what did your day look like and just repeating those steps you know maybe even like what who you were hanging out with that week yeah. you know like all these things oh should God, be taken yeah, all of these things matter yeah mm -hmm. should really be taken into consideration into i agree so you mentioned that your business partner is actually your husband i would love to discuss this more that's actually a question although just is not my husband it close is a enough. Close <laughs> enough. it is a question we often <laughs> get asked you know having your best friend also be your business partner i can imagine you guys get it asked as well and just kind of navigating that and you know having leaving work at home leaving work at well, home having leaving work at work and then yeah 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 and then having home, <laughs> work at and home. sometimes uh, work does come home exactly. I, can I can only imagine I, seriously i can only imagine and you know just like creating those boundaries and what that's looked like for you guys i just think that it's really important to be intentional when it comes to um kind of ensuring that you are both co-founders and partners. So um, I think over time, we've learned to be intentional. So for example, like simple things like ensuring we have 
date night every week, no matter what. And then I think over time, we've also realized that we actually have to be vocal when we want each other to be, you know, like your life partner versus your business partner. So, you know, um, I remember it was like a couple of months ago when I was dealing with like something with work. Okay. I was so annoyed about something. And I went to Nish and I was like, look, can you just listen to me as my husband and let me vent? Because otherwise, like as my co-founder, he'd go into problem solving mode, which is amazing. But like, sometimes you don't need that. You just need to bitch about something and then move on because you'll find a solution for yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. So hundred percent. Vocalizing, I think when you need someone to show up for you as what version of themselves, because they play like a number of different parts in your life, apparently. Um, And then of course, like, you know, if, we're at the end of the work day and like maybe one of us has had like a really long day or like one of us just doesn't want to talk about work you know ensuring that like okay like let's just go out for a walk and let's not talk about work right now or on date nights typically we don't talk about work problems um we like to if we're talking about work it's more so like big ideas things that really excite us future plans you know but not like oh, I had an operational issue or, you know, this person's driving me insane. Like, that's not the stuff that we want to talk about on date night because it just puts everyone in a bad mood. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. It's like we can talk about the exciting parts of what we're doing. The high high vibrational part of it. Yeah, let's not sit here and be negative and ruin our date night. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, yeah, like, I just think that it's important to differentiate and, um, kind of know how you're showing up. Also, just a realization that your business, even for you guys or anyone who works with their friend, anyone in their life, if that relationship doesn't thrive as an individual entity, the business won't thrive either. Like if Nish and I have marital problems, that's going to bleed over into the business no matter how hard we try. And so we're just really protective about the sanctity of our relationship so we can show up as like good co-founders as well. I love yeah, that. it's so true because that's just the reality of the situation. Like it, we're not these robots, like we're humans. And of course, you know, if there's tension in one area, it's going to bleed over. And yeah, that's that's so good. You're really looking out for the best interests of the company by making sure that you're you looking know, out for the best interests of, of your relationship, the, of your romantic relationship. Yeah, that's I think that's such sound advice. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like has been like the most difficult hurdle to overcome you know, partnering with your husband? So in terms of our work styles, we're really lucky, right? And we knew that we'd be good found, good co-founders like a long time ago because our skill sets are really different. Um, Nish is, Nish's mind works in a completely different way than mine does. So I'm very creative, um, you know, all marketing brand, all of that kind of lives under me. Whereas Nish is like very analytical. He's really like, savvy when it comes to like all things business and strategy and all of that he comes from an engineering background so he's like he'll that'll, like that'll really do understand. It. <laughs> yeah so like he like understands small details he'll like understand how to optimize certain things whereas like I could never think of these things so mm-hmm. um we are just like a good partnership in that way and it also allows us to stay in our lanes because at the end of the day like if we were working on the same things, no matter how aligned we are overarchingly, if we're working on the same things, at some point, you're going to land on something that you both have two different opinions on. And so if there's clarity on who gets the last say on what, you can have healthy debate. But at the end of the day, like someone 
has the last say on a specific area. And so I think that that's really worked well for us. And we're good communicators. You know, we've been together for 10 years now. Um, we met when we were in college. And so we've gone through almost like a second puberty together, you know, because we for started sure. dating when we were 20. Yeah. And so we've like been with each other at every point in our, I guess, like growing from like, like, I guess, like still a kid to adulthood. And so you learn to communicate through that. We've gone through a lot of long distance as well, which has made us like amazing communicators. And so all of that really worked out for us to be really good co-founders as well. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so good. You guys, you had proof in the pudding, like you knew you could do this thing and you could get over hurdles. So I think that's great. Yeah, it's been it's been fun to work together, honestly. And it's, it's always really great as well to have someone who thinks in a really different way than you do because even like even though I do a specific thing in the business and Nish does something else we always come to each other with like any like any like as like as like a sounding board right sometimes he'll notice things that I would never notice right or like he'll challenge me in a way that I'm like wait a minute like I should probably think about that before I do this you know and so um it's just been a really interesting experience working with him and um I think it's made Array like stronger because of it because between the two of us we cover so much that even when it came to our first hires, we didn't need to worry about that for a while. Like we could have, like we made do with just the two of us because of the breadth of areas we covered between the two of us. Yeah, wow. that's that's a beautiful harmony, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, we I'm like to, re- yeah, we like to replace the word balance with harmony, and I feel like that mm-hmm. exactly describes that. I would love to know. We have a um, a very common thing that we say often on the podcast, and honestly, just a mantra in our businesses as well: is no losses, just lessons. I'm curious to know what in this, you know, in this journey for you has been what someone would might consider a mistake, but for you was really just a lesson learned. If anything comes to mind, I mean, there's so many, right? Because if you look back, it's like you've you've had so many, I wouldn't call it missteps, but just things that you would do differently today. But mm-hmm. hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I guess, things that uh, like no less, no losses, just lessons. So in terms of that, what I would say is to make decisions quicker. So I think that as a new founder, you can tend to second guess yourself a lot. And the faster you get over that and just make decisions quickly, the better it is, right? So for example, now we say something like between Nish and I that if when like when you know, you know, and there's like no doubt. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you feel like something isn't working with one of your team members or someone you're working with or whatever it is, right? If you know in your gut that something's off, that means that, you know, it's probably not working. And so now we don't really have that paralysis anymore. It's just like if we notice something, we just like move and like do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think as a new founder, you you're like, oh, like I made the right decision. I don't know. Like you just you just sit on things for a lot longer. So, yeah. yeah. I think like we've learned to be a lot quicker with our decision making. And the other really big thing is that, you know, not to get stuck on perfection, you know, so I've said this story before, but when we were initially, like planning on launching, like 
a few days before the product was like going to market, we get our final product, which is like the formula was perfect, but like we, this was the first time we were seeing our labels, which we'd worked so hard on. And it was just, it didn't look the way we needed them to look. It was like shiny. The material wasn't what we wanted. And we had the decision to either, you know, do the whole thing all over again, which would have set us back months or just go to market with it and, you know, let it be. And that's what we chose to do because it was better to launch quicker and not have yet another setback because by this time it was like a year that we were working on this thing. So like a year and a half. And so I think like that was, that's like another thing that I've learned along the way that just make decisions quicker and don't wait until like, like small things are perfect. Of course, like the core product should be perfect, right? Like for us, it's ingestibles. Like our formula is amazing. I've always been able to stand by that, but it's more so like if there's an error with your website or, you know, your social media planning isn't perfect or your label is off, like who cares? Like fucking take it to market. Yeah, no, I love that. And that is definitely like exactly what I had in mind when I asked you that question. You know, those like, oh, shit moments that are very much like the reality of this journey. You know, it's like you said, it's not linear. Things come up all the time. I feel like the only thing we do is put out fires every day. Oh, my God. It's like (laughs) Like, part of our job description. Yeah, no, like we're just firefighters at this point. Um, So I I really love that. And I love that you guys made that decision to just like put it just put it out there. And, you know, like it's not a forever thing. We can make adjustments down the road. And at this point, it's in the it's in the best interest of the company to get it out there into the universe. And also, I think like being able to make the most of situations which are not ideal. So I think that that's just something that Nish and I like, I think we have the inherent ability to do that, which I mean, we're like glass half full type people. So for example, like early days, Nish and I would do all the customer support ourselves. And, you know, if we'd get like an upset email or whatever, instead of taking it personally and like, you know, being like really mad about it and like, you know, letting it ruin our day, we'd actually use that as an opportunity to connect with our customers and like understand why people were upset or, you know, kill them with kindness. And I think that that's what allowed us to nurture the community that we've built today that, you know, no matter if someone was mean to us or nice to us, we never took it personally. It was just for us an opportunity to either get better as business owners, because sometimes when people are mad, what they're saying is actually right. So we can use that constructive criticism and become better. Or it was an opportunity for us to connect with our community. So I think that that was like a very valuable lesson that we've learned early on as well. I love that. And I think that not taking things personally in business is like, one of the first things that you should like learn or kind of adopt because otherwise you will just be like con like you'll just be constantly shit on and feeling down all the time because i mean mm-hmm. it's just you know an ugly truth of business that not everyone is going to be happy with whatever you're doing like no matter what you can be doing your absolute best and some people will you know either just be having a bad day and want to shit on you or yeah there is you know a real issue with your product and you kind of have to learn how to handle it but you know taking things in stride and not taking it personally is is definitely a big pro tip and seeing it as an opportunity for growth like you said Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely 
so good yeah well this, this has, has been, been so so good so good i'm like gonna re-listen to this episode and then binge your entire podcast i'm so excited thank you so much for joining us i think this is such a valuable conversation for our audience um if they want to follow you and your journey and everything you have going on where can they find you at so you can find us on array.com and array.co on Instagram, or you can find me personally at Sif Hyder on Instagram or um, my podcast, which is the Dream Bigger podcast. Yes. Yay. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes for our brothers who are listening. Guys, if you liked this episode, please take a screenshot, share it with your friends, tag us, tag Sif, tag Array. We'd love to see that you guys are listening. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.